0: This is something when we say it's different this time, it's different because we didn't have those indices the last time we had this kind of an environment in the economy. And so as a result, we have seen the worst losses in the bond market for a one-year period since we've had indexes or indices, bond indices to follow and figure out to to measure what's going on out there. So if you're If you're unhappy about the way your stocks have performed, just think about how bonds have performed.
1: Once more unto the breach, dear friend. Else, fill up the wall with our English dead. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Personal Wealth Coach, starring Jake and
0: Jeff McClure. McClure.
1: Together, we are bald. It, separately, too, we're bald as well. But yeah, we yeah. just let you know that we are bald together and bearded. Though the first and most important of our disclosures is out of the way. Two bald-bearded people are talking to you. If that is a trigger for you, you should likely switch the station. Uh, We're also going to talk a lot of eco-babble. By eco, we mean green. And by green, we don't mean um, growing things unless it's the money supply. Green money. We're economists. We're not going to talk about the environment unless it affects uh the economy which is all the time (laughs) you see what i did there with the yeah so that is a very normal thing for economists to do is to predict all possible outcomes and claim credit when one of them is occurring uh we are going to give you that as a disclosure to begin with as well because uh we've never failed to predict the things that we have said all possible outcomes on (laughs) mm-hmm Uh, This is the personal wealth coach, which is also the name of an SEC registered investment advisory firm. That's a firm that manages wealth and portfolios and all that good stuff at a fiduciary level. Well, we're the same people that are at those that firm and this radio program's got the same name. Just because the firm is registered to give investment advice at the fiduciary level doesn't mean we can do that on the radio. It actually means we can't do it on the radio because the radio is in no way private. And if you're listening to this, someone else might be too and we're giving you specific advice and somebody else might know about it. That's not so cool. Okay, the other thing is that... um. Just because the firm is registered with the SEC doesn't mean that the SEC somehow gives us any form of favoritism. Think that we have golden hair because we don't. We're bald. Um, Or any of the other uh, euphemisms that claims some kind of affiliation or uh, fatherly fatherly figure in the SEC. The SEC doesn't do that. Uh, They are there to say, yes, you registered with me. But it's more of a that means that we can come and slap you rather than we like you in any way, um not that they would actually slap us that that's not in the regulations anyway
0: it's only metaphorically
1: a metaphorical slapping, yes right, which, which right. can be just as painful, it's just not physical uh okay, so sec they don't give us any ups or downs in uh let's see no more fiduciary we can't do that on the air um you've got one that's really good and you can say that oh. can you say it as fast and monotone as you possibly can just to see
0: i know it's hard for me to do that let's, um let's see what the you can from, let's see if i can do this here The information we have, the information we present on this educational radio program has been obtained from sources we deem to be reliable, but we make no warranty or guarantee as to the accuracy or completeness of said sources. We're going to record
1: that and turn the volume down to two two levels and speed it up like four times. Uh, I said
0: sources instead of information. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Okay. After we do it, we'll do it again.
1: Uh, and you added to the disclosure that I didn't finish of that just because we're not giving investment advice. So what what are we doing? Well, it's educational. We're we're trying to teach you. Um, uh, we're going to make you just as ignorant as we are. And hopefully no, that's...
0: No, 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 no. We can't uh, do that. It takes years.
1: Yes. It takes many, many years of expertise to realize the depth of your ignorance.
0: Yes. My was, ignorance... Grows exponentially while my knowledge only grows arithmetically. As a result, I shall end my life by drowning in a sea of ignorance.
1: Yes. So, what we are proclaiming to do for you is to exponentially increase your ignorance just like us. Yes. That's what any education does.
0: And your entropy while you're at it.
1: Yes. Let's let's entropy. Uh, There's a great example of that. Anytime you pull out Christmas lights that you very carefully untangled the year before, entropy has affected your attic. And now it is tangled. Chaos ensues. This is how we look at the markets as well.
0: And I think the primary entropy generator in the world is fitted bedsheets.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. Yes. They Um, generate... High levels of entropy everywhere they go,
1: and the search for dark matter could be very easily made cheaper. Just look for where the socks go,
0: right? Or the or, or, or look what happens to the bed sheets. That, that yeah, that and, is it. And also
1: where all the coat hangers come from because yeah. they multiply.
0: So yeah, well, I know the answer. I already know the answer to that one. But they come from bicycles. want to hear bicycles
1: right. that are stolen and they disappear.
0: That's the mature, and then they die. Yeah and they um uh, they produce um reincarnated socks. socks the socks are the larval form and then the chrysalis is the coat hanger right. and then the coat hangers become bicycles and then the bicycles become coat hangers
1: yes so you you can see this this progression here it's a very scientific method that right. we have <laughs> developed to figure this stuff out and people um, the, are getting sick of <laughs> <this point. laughs> The last thing is that we are uh, neither paid nor do we pay to do this program. Uh, after that first entry monologue, I'm, you can understand quite clearly why are we we are not paid to do this program, right. but nor do we pay. We are. This is not paid c- commercial programming. This is unpaid. Um, poor and mediocre programming. So get it right. We do, however, as a firm, pay for advertisement for this program, as does the studio. So there. Mm -hmm. That is the end of our disclosures, except this may be right up there with the bald part. We enjoy bad puns. If you believe that you will not be able to sit through a few bad puns, you may want to stand up. See what I Did with sitting. Yeah. Right. Got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. What happened this week in the market?
0: Well, it was a more or less typical week in a bull market where the market declined.
1: Market declined in a bull market. Right. Wait a minute. Isn't that it backwards?
0: That. Of course, there are a lot of people who say this is still a bear market. Their pundits are making loud noises to that effect. They say this is still a bear market. And what we have seen since October, because uh, since October, the... the uh, S&P 500 is up 10.82% since October 12th. And they say this is just a bear market rally. Um, The folks that that whether it's a bear market or a bull market is always in question until a year or two later. And then we can look back and clearly see what it was and what we couldn't see while we were in it, which is typical. The S&P 500, uh, otherwise affectionately known to us as the SPX, um. Well, it, it closed at 3970.04. Why is that important? Why do we quote that number? Because it's below the 4,000 mark, which is psychologically important. It was down 2.67% for the week. But it's up 3.4% year to date, up 10.82% from October 12th, and up 77% than it was just under three years ago in March of 2020. If you measure to just before the pandemic-caused bear market, It's up 31% over three years, which is a compound rate of 9.39%. In other words, if we measure back to the last time we said this is normal, um, which was at the beginning of the year in 2020 before the pandemic hit, the average annual rate of return of the S&P 500 stock index has been 9.39%, which is significantly higher and it's really long, 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 long term return. So it looks like the market's up.
1: When when you said long, 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 like that, and when I just did it, it's very much like a cat video on YouTube where the cat's upset. Just saying. Right. That's
0: long, 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 long. So if that doesn't.
1: If if you can now envision us as those cats speaking ec- eco terms, then this but, will cause the economics that we're about to spit at you to be more palatable. Please please
0: continue. All right. So, and we mentioned this in the newsletter, and it's important to bear in mind if you're an investor who has investments in the stock market, particularly if you're a long term investor, and by long term, the minimum of anything that we would call even remotely long-term is three years. The market has is doing exceptionally well. It's up very nicely. If you're a short-term speculator, that may or may not be true depending on the short-term that you're speculating on. And that is kind of a universal truth. Uh, we've seen bear markets. Uh, we've seen serious bear markets. And we're going to see another one at some point. Uh, I, hope we only, I hope we don't see a lot of them. But we'll see serious bear markets again at some point, I'm confident. But we ain't in one. Folks, By any statistical measure or standard or whatever, we're currently not in a bear market. I know it feels that way, but there's the old saw from Wall Street. Bull markets climb a wall of worry. I
1: I, I have to call you on that, though. It's a quibble quote. Call. It's just a quibble. You said by any standard. The thing is that there is no standard for what a bear or a bull is. We just have sort of a common consensus understanding with no mm-hmm, authority right. standing above all the S. So But and, I'm saying and, there are many and, standards. Yes, there in are many our standards people put out there. In our opinion, based on the standards that we believe are the correct ones rather than the other people believes theirs are the correct ones, this is the case. So there you go. I can't think of any standard. It puts us in
0: the, Anyway, well, you can just make one a up. A bear market, a bear market oh, okay. is a
1: place where you go and buy bears, obviously. If you go to a teddy no, bear market, no, no. then, no, 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 then no, no, no. you know, by any definition, you're in a bear market, even if we're in a bull market outside. That's like hmm.
0: saying if you go to a yard sale, they're going to sell the yard.
1: Well, I have been to yard sales and I bought a yardstick at one. Okay. I mean,
0: it's close. I've, gar- I've never been to a garage sale where they sold a garage though.
1: That that is a well. You have. You just don't think of it as a garage sale when when the the fix-it shop sells or the oil change facility sales. That is that's literally a garage sale. They're they're selling their garage. I'm just it's just not advertised in the paper that way. All right, all right. Well, right. let's
0: go on to the markets. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. Yes.
1: On to the markets.
0: Yes. So. What we've got is a market that, by the standards we use, is up substantially and doing very, very well. But by the standards proclaimed by many of the pundits in the media, is doing horribly. So you make up your mind what you want. The CRSP U- U.S. Mid Cap Value Index is another index we follow, or, or at least watch.
1: P- it's really hard; it doesn't really move very much to follow it around. But we watch it. So, so go ahead. What did what did it do this week? Sorry,
0: it was down two point seven three percent for the week close to 2421.06 it's now up 3.48% this year but it's down 4.1% from a year ago and down 6.78 from its high beginning of 2022 so it's down a lot less than the broad market which is what in this particular case uh, mid-cap value is behaving like the the very long-term behavior for mid-cap value as an asset class in in the stock market Um, and that's what happened to the stock market. Now, the benchmark U.S. Treasury 10-year. There's where, to us market geeks, the excitement is. It's now yielding 3.95%. It's now, almost almost at the 4% mark. Well, it bumped up to 4 a couple of times, but it's, it's around 3.95. I suspect it's going to go higher. Last week, it was 3.88%. Why is it important? Well, first start off, let's look at the big picture, the yield curve uh which if it's inverted typically predicts a recession but might not this time uh the 6 month and 1 year treasury bills bills are yielding 5.06 and 5.05 respectively 5% for a, a if you buy a 1 year treasury bill you you basically deposit your money with the United States government for 1 year they will pay you 5% now, when you consider that inflation is running considerably higher than that, that may or may not be a good deal. But it's certainly better than a lot of places you could go. I don't think you're going to find a 5% CD at the bank for one year. Correct. Uh, and, and the U.S. Treasury securities are actually more secure than the bank. So that's cool. Um, all the listed maturities of treasuries, all the maturities of treasuries except the 10-year and the 30-year bond, 10-year note and the 30-year bond, are now above 4%. Now, put this in perspective. We've been hearing this so much that I think we've become near to it, near, near, near to it, Wow, uh, numb to it or whatever. A year ago, the highest yield on the treasury curve were the 20- and 30-year bonds at 2.05 and 2.01%. A that, year ago, that's,
1: the best you could get – Let's just get, round that to 2%, or 2.05 okay. or 2.01. This is 2%. This was okay, a year 2%. ago. Okay,
0: 2%. If you, if you loan money to the United States government, you bought a treasury bond for 20 or 30 years, they promised you very solemnly and very seriously that they will pay you 2% a year and return exactly the same number of dollars that you invested. So since bonds are a thousand dollars, you give them a thousand dollars, they're going to give you $20 a year for that for 30 years. Uh, And if you did buy one of those and you went out to the market today And tried to sell that bond to liquidate it. You would be very, 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 very unhappy because you would get back a lot less money than you paid for it after one year. Um, people think treasury, long-term treasury bonds are completely secure. Well, they are, unless you want to sell them in the open market before they mature. And that is a dramatic increase. There's an understatement in it's a 250% increase roughly 200 to 250 percent increase in interest rates in the long-term market in one year that is uh i i couldn't find a place where interest rates had gone up any faster than that in history there may be some place but i was unable to find it so well not in the united
1: states yeah
0: and it and one of the things that you might want to look at that's I think again something that's not making the headlines because people don't uh, track this very much. The long term, the Morningstar has a long term Treasury bond index. It's showing a one year loss of twenty two percent. In other words, if you'd bought the bond index last year, if you could buy, it, you know, well, they actually have funds that claim to track that, you would have a twenty two percent loss right now with all interest reinvested. The, the Bloomberg U.S. long term bond index, which is another one, is not doing much better when i say us long term bonds that's all long term bonds It's government bonds and corporate bonds has a loss of 18.17% 18% from here um this is something when we say it's different this time it's different because we didn't have those indices the last time we had this kind of an environment in the economy and so as a result we have seen the worst losses in the bond market for a one year period since we've had indexes or indices bond indices to follow and figure out to to measure what's going on out there so if you're if you're unhappy about the way your stocks have performed just think about how bonds have performed and frankly uh, despite the fact i read much from morningstar and and other places that says now's a good time to buy bonds uh they're they're wonderful uh Uh, You should buy more bonds right now. I I really hesitate to say that. I mean, the, the Federal Reserve is saying clearly interest rates will be higher longer than the market expects. Interest rates moving up cause the value of a bond on the open market to decline. It's hard to get your mind around that. Rising interest rates cause the market value of a bond that you hold to decline and sometimes decline a lot. And every indication that we're seeing, including the people who set short-term rates and who, in many cases, seem to have a great deal of effect on longer-term rates, are saying interest rates are going higher longer than the market or the pundits are predicting. I mean, how many times have you got to be warned about that? But it's just true. And it ain't going to get better, folks. Interest rates, in my opinion, now it's just my opinion, the Fed isn't going to do a pivot. They're not going to suddenly drop interest rates. Um inflation is sticky it is it is there for a while, and there's some underlying reasons that it's there and I don't think they're going to go away in the near future, so the result is we're going to have higher interest rates longer than just about anybody except Chairman Powell, I think has anticipated uh and, I, you know, I can't. I say that with a great deal of authority because I'm simply quoting the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Right. It's true. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil basically did nothing all week. It hasn't done anything since about November. Set Bob up and down to $76.41 per barrel, which is a lot less expensive than it was last year through most of the year. And the prices are for gasoline and even diesel are quite reasonable based on historic measures. Uh, so that's kind of a no-news area of the market. That's kind of nice that it's no-news. Very well. Yes. Wow. There is a fundamental issue in statistics when we talk about doubling. That's statistics when we talk about that type of thing. And that is the base effect. Yes. And we really need to pay attention right now to the base effect. And what I mean by the base effect, we measure against something when we say this is up this much or down that much. We, When we look at inflation, for example, which is the big thing that is in the headlines and people are paying a lot of attention to, we're measuring right now, almost all the major inflation we've seen has occurred in the last year. So we're measuring back to a year ago and we're right at the point before the inflation started. The We're going to see... Over the next month, some really strange numbers, if we look at in the next two months, three months, when it comes to one-year inflation. yeah, Why are we going to see some strange numbers? Because we are a year out from the invasion of Ukraine. We're a year out from the beginning of the process that caused oil supplies to be cut off from Russia largely, and the price of oil to jump dramatically. So what you're going to see in the near future is oil prices, if they're measured against a year ago, will have come down very substantially. Oil was $120 a barrel at one point last year. It's in yeah. the upper 70s to around 80 dollars right now a barrel so we'll see this one year number now okay what does that mean for inflation well let me let me when, give
1: one that's it, easier for people the, to get it was five dollars a gallon national average in June of last year for, for just for gasoline five dollars a gallon was the average mm-hmm.
0: and that what Jake just said the fuel has tremendous input into inflation so what we're going to see, as we proceed through this year, is the one-year inflation numbers are going to drop hugely. We're going to see massive drops in the one-year inflation numbers because most of the inflation that's occurred over the last year occurred as as a result of fuel prices going up and we're going to get some very, very strange numbers floating around out there. And
1: And people are going to start
0: uh, warning you in advance.
1: Yeah. People are going to say, how can this be? It still feels more expensive than it was. How can we have these negative? Well, because you're, when you measure against a 12 month period, that was worse than it is. It looks like we've had a better result. This is something we talk about regularly. It depends on where you're measuring from. What's your time horizon. What are you looking at here? And if you get trapped in looking day by day or even one year at a time, you get this really weird fisheye distortion to reality that doesn't make any sense. Uh, if, If you've ever tried to wear fisheye glasses and try to wander around and not run into things and not fall over, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And that's what most of our financial numbers are based on and sometimes they're even worse. This is when we talk about like the GDP numbers that come out quarterly only they're annualized. You take a little short period of time fish eye it and then magnify the fish eye. Oh man. <laughs> this is what we look at when we're saying this doesn't look good. This doesn't this so, isn't the way it's supposed to look.
0: Not only are things functioning differently than we have seen in 50 years in the economy. We're going to see some very distorted numbers over the next several months. So this is one of those times when we're really going to have to keep an eye on anything. And are things different this time? They are very different this time, right down to the fact that it's only over the last 50 years or so that we've decided what the leading economic indicators are and what they indicate We've had a steady state economy pretty much for the last fifty years. There have been some bumps, but nothing like we're seeing right now. And we've only So it may very well be that the leading economic indicators are not the right thing to be looking
1: at this point. And we've only had a academic economist at the helm of the Fed for about 40 years. Before that, it was a much more political and politician and attorney type role, business person at best, but understanding the banking system and what all this stuff means, it's if we look at the pattern of results from the Federal Reserve since it became a very academically led thing, it's improved drastically. When we lay out is this different this time, when there's different people at the helm on the Fed than we had a hundred years ago. We have uh, everything is different. And we're about out of time for this week. Yep. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Well, if you were listening, if you aren't listening, well, then no thanks to you. But you can't hear me say Let me summarize.
0: The economy's in flux. The market's in flux. We are in uncharted waters, but we're very optimistic. The fuel that drives this economy, there's plenty of it. There's plenty of motivation to drive the economy. We think things are going to get better. But again, we are in some uncharted waters at this point. It's not that we've never been there before. It's just we didn't take good measurements when we were there last time. And it was a long, long time ago. And we're out of time for the personal wealth coach, so we better start off by telling them how to contact
1: us. Yeah, if you'd like to talk to us off the air, we actually exist when we're not broadcasting. It's amazing. Uh, you can call our office, where we will give you—we uh, give uh, individualized, custom investment advice at the fiduciary level for and portfolio management for people of relatively high net worth. Um, you can call our office locally at – it's voicemail during the weekend, real live people during the week.
0: 254-947-1111.
1: And you can reach that line toll-free, presuming that you don't have one of these newfangled smartphone things. If you got a, a landline, you can reach that line uh, 1-800-914-7526. That's 800-914-PLAN. You can go to our webpage, thepersonalwealthcoach.com or tpwc.com, and uh, there's a way to listen to our programs going back. You can find links to podcasts. You can read our newsletter there or sign up for it. You can contact us through the contact form or directly at jeff at tpwc.com or jake at tpwc.com.